Hello, my morning glories. This is your Going Steady Sanborn Smith and his Penelope Ann podcast, Bye Bye the Birdie Mango. Today's story is about embracing technology that makes life more difficult. You think I'm making this shit up? Well... I, I am, actually, but people actually do this stuff. I've got all the numbers charted out on this sheet of saran wrap, what I like to call my cellograph. Cellograph by Matthew Sanborn Smith. What science fiction writer of the past would have guessed that society would rather type messages to each other than call up and just talk? Forget your video phones, we were racing in the opposite direction. Karen thought the biggest problem with the whole thing was the person who invented texting probably wasn't a billionaire and there was something evil about that. If people wanted an even more primitive way of communicating, she'd give it to them. Karen went texting one better and knew she'd be eating gold and drinking hundred dollar bills in no time. Karen invented the Cellograph, the world's first cellular telegraph. Well, the kids took to it immediately, picking up Morse code like it was hanging out in a singles bar at 2 a.m. You think that's crazy, but for texting they had learned the alphabet, hadn't they? or at least most of it. Those enormous keypads were a thing of the past. With the cellograph, you only needed one key. Soon kids were dotting all over the place. Karen knew the thing that had made texting take off was how easy it was to stop talking to someone without seeming rude. With the cellograph, the sending button was also the receiving button. Better than not talking to someone, you could silence them forever by talking to them constantly. They couldn't get a dash in edgewise. People were tapping the fuck out of their phones. They got so used to communicating this way, after a while the kids started talking to each other in Morse code. Soon the old folks were convinced they'd all been replaced by stuttering pod people. But things weren't all skittles and pod people. You think butt dialing was a problem with your old cell phone? Try it with a cellograph. The Italian Prime Minister fell down the stairs with a cellograph in his pocket and accidentally started a war with France. Both sides surrendered immediately and were ruined by war reparations. Even with that, they were thankful they weren't Greece. In protest, the EU as a whole declared an embargo on itself and Europe was never heard from again. Still with the money she made, Karen paid a plastic surgeon to replace her skin with American Express cards. Then she went to the ritziest stores and swiped herself silly. She even bought a new Europe and dropped it into the ocean where the old Europe used to be. She called it Carinia and populated it with giant sentient gummy bears. But Karen hadn't kept her eye on the phone ball and it all came crashing down upon her when Sabrina developed the latest even worse technology to keep the people of Earth from having to confront one another, the smell phone, which generated smoke signals. I didn't know how to end this story so I wrote eight different endings, which, as it turns out, are non-contradictory and could have all happened in the same timeline. So here we go. Karen was exiled to her continent and spent her remaining days eating gummy flesh. Karen, not being the victor, didn't get to write history and was stuck with the name Mrs. Dash. However, she did become the favorite inventor of millions of history students on low-sodium diets. The Catholic Church was thrown into disarray as the Vatican accidentally elected a new pope every three minutes. Not only could you use it to warn your friend over on the next mountaintop that a gummy bear was coming his way, you could also use the smell phone to smoke the meat once he killed it. Karen never had a chance. Once they got used to the new technology, kids everywhere took up cigarettes again just so they could verbally smexed each other. Butt dialers around the world set their pants on fire. After her death, Karen did achieve a sort of vengeance as a sea of gummy bears swept over a human populace whose phones couldn't light their internal fires fast enough to smoke the numbers 911. The last in this short line of communications billionaires, Byron the Gummy Bear, made a phone that just waved its arms around. If this story dashed your hopes, you can tap it and other tag teamers at the URL of the wrestling bell, BewareTheHarryMango.com. Harumph harumphingly, and the comments for this post are how we mail me and we'll drop F-true bombs all over the internet from Matthew at BewareTheHarryMango.com. Or beg Jane to wrangle us at BewareTheHarryMango at gmail.com. The SF and SF Signal stands for Soup Fudge, the new tomato-flavored candy being developed at the futuristic labs of SFSignal.com. 
Mm-mm, bad. Tweet Delia Deets that all the hippest artistic poltergeist exploitative step matriarchs follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. And that's why I don't have any followers. Squish the donate button on the homepage. It's easier than you think. All I'm asking for is a single dollar. If your dollar happens to be married with children, well, I don't want to break up any families. Send them all over. Is it too much to hope your dollar is married to a 50 and their kids are 24 and a half dollar bills? I don't think so. This podcast falls to the floor drunk on my incessant wine, but keeps on drinking until it falls back off the floor and vomits up that partially cooked, grease-dripping, Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0, unported license. Until I stop being Matthew Sanborn Smith, this will most likely be Matthew Sanborn Smith telling you that you are more than just the wind beneath my wings. You are the hammock snuggling my banana. Good night.